All right, we have a very important update. This is uh, the Denver Broncos story. We talked about it yesterday. One of the complaints in their NFLPA report card was that multiple vehicles were stolen out of the team hotel parking lot during training camp. Uh, Mike Kliss, who covers the Denver Broncos, here was his report on it. Turns out it was the same player who had multiple vehicles stolen after accidentally leaving the keys in the vehicle in a secure lot. He did this more than once? Apparently. I want to know the player. <laughs> we do not know the name of the player, unfortunately. And also, how do they know to check this guy's yeah, vehicle? Well, well he did it times. once, and they were like, well, let's check it again. Yeah, but how do you know whose car it is? Like, you got to know the guy pretty closely, I think. I mean, are you how just going, you know who he is? You're going, up and down, going up and down every aisle of the parking lot, just checking every door? You saw him pull in? So there's, Boy, that's what he's driving. This could be an inside job. I'd love to know who took these cars. Who is leaving their keys inside the car? Yeah, because don't you have to lock it? Well, some of them some have cars, keypads. Yeah, and some cars it's like if you just open uh, your fingerprint, not fingerprint, but there's like a button. Oh, if Bonnie the, if has the key that. fob is close, it'll Bonnie unlock. Yeah, yeah, she's got the nice car. Yeah. So like <laughs> that you don't have it's not not everybody has to have the clicker or the actual key in the door. To unlock right. it, you can do it a little All fancier right, I, I can see. She puts her finger on there, yeah. and it just locks. But, like, okay, you left it in the key car once, and it got stolen. Are you no, not on high alert every time you get out of your car to make sure you take your keys yeah. for at least the next month? Yeah, at least until you're away from training camp? Yeah. I mean, listen, every time I get out of my car, I do the little pat-down where I feel my pockets to make sure I have everything. This guy's not even doing that, and, and he got his car stolen once. Chances are he doesn't do it at home either. Just, probably not. He probably parks in his garage, leaves the keys in his car, and goes inside. Inside job? Knows this guy? Knows what he drives? Either that or, like Tyler said, it might just be a weirdo just sitting around the parking lot just watching him. Well, he, the other detail from that tweet from Mike Kliss was that it was a secure lot. What What does that mean? There's no way they have a gate to get into That's a, what I'm thinking. a hotel It's a hotel. There lot. can't be a gate, right? No. Unless no. it's a super fancy resort place. So what does secure mean? Just a guy in a golf cart golf driving cart around? Golf cart driving around, like you yeah. said yesterday. Who does it for, You know, every five minutes and then- Yeah, just he, like what we said. Yeah. Flashlight, walking around. So you guys cart. you guys wanted to blame the Broncos for this yesterday. I didn't. Yeah, you did. Oh, uh, well, no, I said the hotel. They should have hired security. I said there's no reason this should have been on the Broncos play, report card. That the, the players are blaming the Broncos when it wasn't their fault, and you guys fought me on that yesterday. I don't know. I said security. So I said there should be guys in golf carts. Yeah, so whose fault is this? Now it's the well, player. Well, now it's the player. Okay, thank you. Yes. He's a moron. Yes. Yes. Don't get your car stolen yeah. by leaving the keys in there. I mean, <laughs> once is enough. <laughs> Multiple vehicles. <laughs> I gotta know who did this. I got well. You gotta know. We gotta know the player. Yeah, and I'd love to know who. Like Danny said, there were a ton of cars in this parking lot. Do you know how funny it would be if it was Russell Wilson? <laughs> no, we would have heard about it. Probably. He would have. He would have gone in front of the camera saying, "I had two vehicles stolen this week." Probably. I couldn't concentrate. They stole my cars and they stole my job. Does uh, do the Denver Broncos do training camp in the Denver area? Couldn't tell you. They, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Maybe they're going to like Colorado Springs, but I don't know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that was fun. Uh, don't leave your keys in your car. 
Uh, and if you <laughs> do, <laughs> if you get it stolen once, it's going to happen again. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, the, you remember the Damon Arnett story from Ian Rappaport that he crashed four rental cars yeah. in a month? Yeah. How did you do that? Well, that was that was what I was thinking and asking like where they hold training camp because like were these the person's cars or were these like rental cars if they flew somewhere? Got rental cars <laughs> stolen? Yeah. Yeah, that would probably be better. He's like, ah, I just don't care about it. Just say, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just don't care about it. Um, according to the internet, the Broncos have training camp in the Denver area. Okay, so chances are it was a personal car. Yeah, most likely. Um, and chances are car was probably worth at least 75000 Yeah. Uh, all right. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Something I want to talk about in college football. Uh, the Athletic has reported that there is a new playoff format that has been discussed we haven't even played a single t- game in the 12-team playoff that's coming this year, but they're already discussing new formats. And one of the formats that's been discussed is a 14-team playoff that would have 11 automatic qualifiers. And those automatic qualifiers would break down as three SEC teams, three Big Ten teams, two ACC teams, two Big 12 teams, one group of five team, and then three at-large programs. Why? Just to get more in, in SEC and Big Ten teams in there, and because of the at-large, they'd be SEC and Big Ten teams. I don't think that – I think this thing is just completely fixed to have those teams go as far as possible. They don't need it. I mean, three more at-larges would get you three more teams from that, those conferences, wouldn't they? Not necessarily. But you know they would. So right now, if we had used the 2024 college football playoff rankings, there were five SEC teams in the top 13. There were three Big Ten teams in the top 13. These conferences don't need automatic qualifying spots to get into the college football playoff. Yeah, because they'll get them anyways. Yes. There's there's never – I mean, what does college football look like in five years? Nobody knows. But the way it's currently set up, there's never going to be a season where the SEC doesn't get three teams in the top 13, which is what they would need to guarantee three teams. They're always going to have three teams in the top 13. They're probably going to have five. Same for the Big Ten. They're always going to have three teams in the top 13. I don't quite understand why they would feel the need to throw in, we need three automatic qualifiers. I understand why the ACC and Big 12 would want two, because who knows how good those programs will be. I'm sure there will be a couple of 11 and 1, 10 and 2 teams because even if it's bad, they're not as good. They still have to play each other and somebody's got to win games. But I don't get why the SEC and Big Ten would think we need three AQ spots when they're going to get three teams in no matter what. Just in case they have a, there's a slightly down year. And by that, I mean like they only have one top 10 team. That's never going to happen. Like, it's just not going to – they're going to always have three-plus top ten teams. Three top ten teams? Every well, single year. Why, how would they not? I guess so. I mean – The conference is so big, you don't play everybody. Yeah, and right, if right. they want to keep expanding, taking yeah. some ACC or even Big 12 schools yeah. – they're going to have three every single year. Eventually, it's just going to be the North versus the South. Yeah, we're going to get an they NFL have, set up. And – uh, not as much to this degree, but the Big Ten can also say almost say the same. Yeah, almost. Right. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna have three top tens every yeah. year, but they'll have two for sure. Yeah, they will have. Two, if they if they go with the twelve team format for ten years, 
The SEC is going to have three teams in that every single year. The Big Ten is going to have two at least every single year and probably more. Right. And if you, by the way, the SEC had five that were in the top 13 last year. Texas and Oklahoma were also in the top 13. Right. And they weren't even in the league. They're going to be in it. So that's right. seven. They had more than half of the top 13. Right. And they're, and we, and they need three AQ spots. How I soon, don't understand. How soon before people start complaining about this first year? It's already complaining about it. Oh, they hate even it. Started. They hate it. This might not even happen. Because here's my thing. If you're the SEC and you go with this 14-team playoff with 11 AQ teams, you're now limited. You can only get six teams in. Yeah. You can only yeah. get six teams in. Now, how many times are they going to have seven teams that are worthy? <laughs> Probably not that often. But it's possible. They just had seven in the top 13 this past year, if you include Texas and Oklahoma. It's certainly possible they could have seven of the top 13 teams, and one of them would get left out. Good God, can you know? do you know how much hell the SEC would raise if they had a 14-team playoff with all these damn automatic qualifiers and they had the number 13 team in the country that was their seventh best and got left out? Because Boise's got to get in. Right. <laughs> They'd lose their minds if they had their seventh best team who was 13th in the country get left out. So I don't understand this at all. The only people I think it makes sense for is the ACC and the Big 12 because they're guaranteed two spots. Two spots. And they might not get that under a 12 or a 14 team playoff. I just can't wait for the uh, group of five team to be decided by some crazy computer system. Well, it's just the college football playoff poll. Oh, that's all it that's is? All, it's who's the highest ranked group oh, of five man. team. That's all it is. Yeah, so it's not a, even a human. It's just a human poll. I was hoping for uproar about computers. Well, it'd be better if they did it that way. It probably it would be better if they just did the BCS rankings. I'd enjoy that a lot more. And then Brent Brennan would have to figure out how the hell to do that. But <laughs> forget about that if you're Brent Brennan. So I don't understand this. Um, the athletic story on it compared it to European soccer because the way the Champions League is set up is four teams from England, four from Spain, France, Italy, Germany all go – Three from the Netherlands. There's nine countries that get two teams, and then there's 30-plus countries that get one team. And there's like this formula that decides what are the best countries and how many teams should they get. That's kind of the same idea here. It ensures that the popular leagues will have the most teams, but I don't think that they're going to change in college football. The popular team or the popular leagues are going to get their teams in every year. How many uh, at largest with the 12? It's uh, seven. Okay, well, most will be SEC. Yeah, Big the Ten SEC teams. can get eight teams into the 12-team yes. playoff. No, they're not going to get eight. But they could, in theory, under this 14-team pl- uh, format. They'd, we'd add two more teams to the playoff, and they would decrease the amount of teams they right. could technically get into the playoff. So I don't get why the SEC and Big Ten would want, this? want that. Just play it as normal. What are you worried about? Are you worried about your? Are you really worried that you're going to have a down year and not have three of the top 13 teams in the country? I didn't go back and look, but I'd be willing to bet every single year for the last 15, the SEC has had three teams in the top yeah. uh, 13. 13 of the country. Yeah, and going forward, they're only getting stronger while weakening all the other conferences. Right. So it's just going to keep happening. They're going to be the only one of two conferences playing in five years. By the time they put this in, there won't even be an SEC or an ACC or Big 12. They'll just absorb the good teams out of it and left the other ones behind like Oregon State and Washington State. So... College football playoff, they're they're doing too much. The commissioners, the conference commissioners, are doing too much. Just relax. Well, like you said, we haven't even had twelve yet. Yeah, we haven't even seen how that worked out. Because the other part, all of these decisions ultimately are about making more money. Do they make sure. more money off of this? Technically, if you add teams, you add games. So I guess you make money in that regard. But like, are they making significantly more money by going from twelve to fourteen? 
Probably not. Like, yeah. I can't imagine that that's uh, something that's worthwhile spending that's worth weeks. millions and millions of dollars. Yeah, more. weeks about coming up with weird formats of three automatic qualifiers. Just play the 12 as we have it. 2022. They only had three teams in the top 17. Ooh, who was the third team that was a bum? Uh, the third team was... Hold on, I just lost it. Oh, boy. What are they you had, at? They had Georgia, Alabama, <laughs> oh, Tennessee. Georgia, Alabama, and then Tennessee. And then at 17 was LSU. Well, what was Tennessee? Wait, so they had three in the top 13? Yes. That's it. It was... Danny, I just said there hasn't been a year that they haven't had three in the top 13. Oh, I thought you said more than three. No, because no, three, three is three, the AQ spots three. they have. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, they had three in the top six. All right, Danny, we're going to break. Good <laughs> work right. over there. Bischoff's Reefs coming up next. It's Bischoff's Briefs, brought to you by Paul Law. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Bischoff's Briefs. I never realized baseball had so much butt touching. Bischoff's Briefs. That's how they communicate. Bischoff's Briefs. It's like Braille, but with butts. Bischoff's Briefs. Read my butt! Ed, this phrase gets used a lot in sports, probably to the point where it's overused to describe some teams. But have you ever seen a team play up or down to its competition like UNLV does? <laughs> that is a phrase that gets used a lot. Yeah, but I feel like that's UNLV's got to be one of the better examples that we've ever seen because ju- just in Mountain West play, right? They struggled to a win over San Jose State, right? They were down seven at halftime, had to come out on fire in the second half. They struggled in two games against Fresno State, but still won. They had to go to overtime to beat Wyoming, uh, but they beat Colorado State. They beat New Mexico twice. Uh, they, Boise. They they beat Boise. They nearly beat Nevada, Utah State, and Colorado State again. That's just in conference play. Non-conference play, they played their best game of the season probably against Creighton. Creighton. Uh, St. Mary's is good, and UNLV took them to double overtime, although I still think the rims were broken, and that was a really weird game. But then at the same time, they beat Southern. They beat Akron by two. Uh, Richmond beat them. Like Southern got them by. Like it's just bizarre. The swing. It's like whoever they're playing. That's how good UNLV is going to play on that given day. Do you have a good explanation? Like if you you've watched them, like is there anything you look at and say here's a good reason for that? I don't. Yeah, it's I, 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 it's it's fascinating. We talked about it a little bit earlier this year how it's like. They're a pretty experienced team, not necessarily yeah, they've together. Got, they've got, but, no, but they've got transfers that have played a lot of basketball in pretty yeah. and in some in pretty high conferences. And the general idea is that you got guys that have been playing for three or four years of college basketball. They'll be more consistent, not right. maybe less consistent. It's bizarre. I don't know if there's a coaching thing to point to. I don't know if it's a player thing. I, I genuinely don't know because we've gotten such wild performances. And we've talked about it with individual players like Caleb Boone. Guy averages 11.6. He almost never scores 11, though. It's 4 or 24, right? It's bizarre. DJ Thomas has had some awesome games where he's the best player on the court. He's had some other games where it's kind of like, eh, right. not that great. It's just bizarre how up and down they are and how much they do play to their competition. And here's my hot take for you, and you'll have to tell me. Uh, maybe it's not that hot. You'll have to tell me. Maybe it's not too hot. What if the Mountain West sucks? Uh, that's not too hot because it's either that or they're really good. Yeah. And we don't really know because that's why I said it'll be interesting to see, let's say they get six or seven in, 
What if they go zero for the NCAA tournament? Yeah. What so if like, they go in and just lose every game. What if this conference is wildly overrated by Net and Ken Palm, and ultimately, well, we'll see what the selection committee does, but potentially by the selection committee because taking UNLV is that example, right? This is a team that's lost to Southern by 14, lost to Air Force by 32, played close games with Richmond and Akron and San Jose State and Fresno State and Wyoming, and they've also beaten or come really close to beating basically all of the teams outside of San Diego State that are going to the NCAA tournament. And if you just told me in general, a team that needed overtime to beat Wyoming and lost to Southern by 14 and lost to Air Force by 32 and the Akron and the Richmond games, beat New Mexico twice, I'd say, well, New Mexico's not an NCAA tournament yeah. team. I'd say Colorado State, they're not an NCAA tournament team. But they are. Those teams are going to the NCAA tournament, and that's the part of it that's fascinating is we're probably getting six teams in this conference into the NCAA tournament, maybe only five. San Diego State might get a four seed yeah. in the NCAA tournament. Jerry Palm the other night had them as a three. Oh, All these teams are top 50 in net in Ken Palm. They might all be bad. Like, not bad, but they might all be wildly overrated. And one of the things I went and looked at, is non-conference wins of the six teams that have a real shot here. San Diego State's best non-conference wins. They beat St. Mary's and they beat Gonzaga. Uh, New Mexico has no non-conference quad one or quad two wins. Colorado State, like UNLV, beat Creighton. Utah State, no quad one non-conference wins. They have a quad two win. Their best win was San Francisco. Boise State beat St. Mary's. Nevada beat TCU and Washington. So if you look at their best wins and look at Ken Palm ranks, Creighton is top 15 in Ken Palm. That's a really good team. Colorado State got them. UNLV got them. I don't, I don't question that that's a good win. Gonzaga and St. Mary's are at 20 and 21. Um, those are certainly good teams. Uh, Gonzaga is not as good as they usually are. TCU's at 30. Washington is at 60. Those are the four or five best teams that Mountain West teams beat in and non-conference play. It's basically Creighton, St. Mary's, and Gonzaga. And that's kind of it for what this conference did in the non-conference. You look at the past history of the Mountain West in the NCAA tournament. San Diego State went to the national title game. They won five games. Phenomenal run. The rest of the Mountain West last year was winless in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. 2022, Mountain West, 0-4. Yeah. 2021, 0-2. No tournament in 2020. 2019, 0-2. Yeah. Outside of San Diego State's run to the national championship last year, Mountain West teams are 0-11 in the NCAA tournament since 2019. I think there's a real chance six teams get in and they have two wins or less. Oh, there's uh, Danny. Are there props on the Mountain West? Uh, normally there are, yes, and it's usually about two and a half wins. Yeah. yeah. But they don't normally have six teams in. They have like four in like last year. Yeah. And so last year San Diego year. got it by themselves. Yeah. So like San Diego State, if they get a three or a four, they're going to they're gonna play a 13 games. or 14. Seed, yeah, they could right? potentially like, win. Well, they probably win one game. Yeah, not to say it's a given, obviously. It's the NCAA tournament, but right. they'll be pretty big favorites in the first one. Outside of that, if we're talking six seeds and below, right. now you're talking a six versus 11, you'll probably be the favorite as a six. An eight versus nine. We see 11s win all the time, right? I think I, I'm curious to see, but I think there's a real chance we get to the NCAA tournament and it's like, all right, San Diego State took care of the 13 seed they played and everybody else lost. Or they got one other one in there or something like that. I think that's a real possibility that we might look back and say, wow, it's a fun conference. They weren't, it wasn't a bad conference, but it was wildly overrated. We'll see. I mean, the stats are what they are. Yeah. Um, you're right. We don't really know. We just know it's exciting and close. That doesn't mean it's great. So 
what's been interesting this year in the Mountain West is this is kind of what happens for power conference teams. Where Take New Mexico as an example. New Mexico played the uh, 211th most difficult non-conference schedule. Their overall strength of schedule, according to Ken Palm, is 87. Why? Because the conference schedule has given you quad one, quad two right. games nonstop. That's what happens in the, well, the Big 12, they're all quad one, but that's what happens in the Big 12 and the SEC is you can you can play a weak non-conference schedule, yeah. but all of your conference games are quality games. So every game, every time you win a conference game, it, it's a quality win, and it helps you. Whereas in the past in the Mountain West, there were two or three quality teams, and so half of your wins were going to be kind of useless for the NCAA tournament. So for whatever reason, the net and the Ken Palm are really high this year, and that has allowed the Mountain West to sort of, they can beat themselves up, and it doesn't hurt them. And every time you win a game, it helps you a lot. So you can... You can lose three in a row to Colorado State, Boise State, and San Diego State. Doesn't really drop you because yeah. those are all considered top fifty teams. So it's it's a fascinating conference this year. I will say it's been an incredibly fun conference. It's been great to watch. Yeah, like the games are genuinely entertaining, and yeah. UNLV has played in a lot of the genuinely entertaining yes. games as well. Even when they're like poorly played, like their Wyoming game, it's still an entertaining game, right? right? They're, they they have fun endings, so it's a fun conference to watch. I just kind of. I'm starting to wonder how good they actually are. I might pick in my bracket all of them to lose just for <laughs> just on principle. <laughs> just all of them. What uh what 14 seed is San Diego State going to get? I'm picking UC them. Irvine. Uh, Irvine, you're going to the Sweet 16, baby. <laughs> you're beating San Diego State and you're rolling on. You're beating a five. You're getting two wins and going to the Sweet 16. So, uh Mountain West, how good is it actually? Uh but it's a it's a fun conference. There's we got a couple games tonight in the Mountain West, but I think they're both uh yeah, they're both they're, good team against bad team. Utah State Air Force and Nevada Fresno State. So those hey, should be Air, too easy. Air ones. Force beat New Mexico in the pit. Yeah, they got their they they got their second one out of the way. They're done for now. They lost what was it? The UNLV game, they had lost nine in a row, then beat UNLV, and then I think they lost nine more in a row and then beat New Mexico, so they're done for. No faith in Danny Sprinkle to get this done. Win out uh, and just get it done. I'm just saying Air Force can surprise people. Surprised us? They're not surprising Danny Sprinkle. Where's the game? The Utah State. Mm. Logan, Utah. Both their wins are on the road. <laughs> <laughs> Upset in the making. Not really. Uh, the problem with your prediction here, Danny, is that we won't get to give you credit until Monday. That's right. You yeah. can give me credit on Twitter. Like I'll probably we'll probably forget by the time Monday yeah, no, shows. Oh no, he'll he'll play it as a he'll play it as a rejoin. You will not forget. He'll play it as a rejoin. What's interesting, by the way, about them their only two wins in conference play being on the road is um Ken Palm has a home court advantage, which is really just a way that he looks at um how well you perform at home versus on the road compared to the expected score. And it's over like I think a three year period. He kind of has it. Air Force is thirty fourth in the country in in home court advantage. Like usually they play much better at home, even if they lose. Like if they're projected right. to lose by twelve, they lose by four. They're right. usually much better at home and, and are terrible on the road. This year they can't win a home game. Are they going to win one? No, they only have one left, and it's Colorado State. They're going to go. Wow, they're going to go winless at home and out must play. That's bad. That is bad. That's really bad. And are they San Jose State's out here with two wins? San Jose State's going to go winless against everybody not named Air Force. So that's not very good either. Man, so we've got 
like maybe one of the best conferences the Mountain West has ever had as far as how many good teams there are. And just two god-awful teams. Terrible teams. Like just bad, bad teams in Air Force and well, San Jose State. Once you I'm not going to say two because I've seen Wyoming play UNLV twice. So three? I'm going to say three. <laughs> Fresno's no great shakes. Wyoming's beaten a couple of teams, though. They beat Colorado I State. I know, I know. They beat Nevada, Didn't if they I have, Which one did they have 11 points in? That was like the Colorado 50, State game. In 50 seconds or yeah. something like that. That in itself makes them better than No, Air they're Force, better San than San the other State. two. It's just yeah. I, I watched those two UNLV games, and it's just terrible to watch. I think Fresno State's worse than even Wyoming. Probably. Who's Fresno State beaten? Oh, Fresno State has only beaten San Jose State and Air Force. They got four conference wins, and it's all San Jose State and Air Force. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very good either. So, yeah, this is a uh, fun it's, conference. It's very top-heavy. Yeah. After you get – Well, middle-heavy. After middle, seven. you get to seven. Seven yeah. out of 11, that's middle. After seven, it's just completely they, drops. They got seven top 100 teams, yeah. And then Wyoming's 181, and then the other three are all sub-200. Which is bad. They had zero sub two hundred teams last year. Well, conference is going downhill. It is. What a disaster. <laughs> Everything's bad now. Coming up next, Cassie Soto joins the show. You're listening to the press box on ESPN Las Vegas. Joining us now, it's Cassie Soto without any cake. Good morning, Cassie. Hey, Cassie. No cake for I, you. I hate it here. I Danny gave you a. Uh, Fun update on all of the lack of cake, also what we have in our break room, and potential future cake endorsement deals. Yeah, and all I can think about is how mad I am at Jason Fitz for calling me out the other day and saying that I don't deserve cake if oh, I don't work very hard. Oh, uh-huh. And here, you want to know what's funny, Cassie? I actually thought when he was saying that to be like, well, she did only get two hours of sleep because of how much she's working, but I decided to let him bury you as much as he could. Yeah, and then he's like, well, if she doesn't work hard, you know, she can't get it. I don't even work in sports anymore, and I still do this dumb show. So I would call that a bit. Oh, whoa. Why are you attacking the show? Yeah. Hey, and by the way, you're you're batting at like a, a 60% rate of coming on this show. That's pretty good batting All right, all right, That's right, Danny, relax. Right. Will you, uh, Danny, will you pull her calling it a dumb show and use that as like a, oh, I don't know, yeah. promo or betcha. You, that? you yes. betcha. That's great. I like that. Cassie, you can call us dumb as much as you want. It's perfectly deserved <laughs> around here. Um, I do need to ask uh, Fairweather fan Cassie Soto, are you showing up to some UNLV games this weekend or next week because they're winning now? Uh, I don't know. It's just I am such a terrible fan. I'm like the worst kind of fan because I'll rep you when you're winning, but I just, the comfort of my home, I love. <laughs> so, like, going out and doing things, especially these, like, late, middle-of-the-week tips, you know, they oh. just takes a lot out of me. They play They play tomorrow. I think it's a 5 o'clock start tomorrow. So, yeah, tomorrow, oh, no, I, li- I lied to you. I lied. Uh, no. I'm sorry. It's 7. I lied seven. to you. It's yeah, seven. Yeah, 7 on seven. a Saturday or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 7 on a Saturday is not bad. It's, yeah, it's the next week. It's Tuesday. I think they have an 8 o'clock eight start o'clock against start. San Diego those State. Those ones, those ones, yeah. No, no. All right. They're winning, Cassie. They've won, what is it, 8 of 9, 9 of 10? Maybe they're nine. winning because I'm not paying attention. So I don't want to mess with the juju. Wait, were you at the Southern game? Were you at the first game of the season? Definitely not. Oh, okay, all right. Were you at the first Air Force game? <laughs> No. <laughs> <All right. laughs> That's good. You could have left that one pretty early. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, uh, do you pay attention to women's soccer? Hey, how about that, huh? Yeah, look at that. Mexico finally uh, beat the United Adam States. Adam Hill was the one texting us. Actually, he was very excited. Adam Hill was excited? 
Adam Hill was super excited. About Mexico beating the U.S.? I'll let you have that conversation with him. What is he, Adam Hernandez? What, what do you mean he was excited? <laughs> we call him Adam, actually, oh, around geez. the heart. Oh, oh, no. Why was he excited? This yeah, is unbelievable. He texted, us, he texted us. He's like, are we finally going to upset the U.S.? We? 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 Whoa, whoa, I think it's whoa. because he vacations so much down in Mexico. Who cares? He just, he just got back from oh, Mexico yeah. City. And yeah, that's, that's oh, I'm with you. Know. What's this? We, yeah, unbelievable. I'm getting married in Scotland. Doesn't mean I'm cheering for Scotland in the Olympics. <laughs> you should be. I'm, I don't even think they get to compete because it's the United Kingdom in the Olympics. Yeah. They're not even a real country for the Olympics. No, they don't consider themselves separate. On the we crap from Adam Hill, get out of oh, here. Yeah. There's, oh, yeah. there's like we've, a, accept, we've accepted him. There's like a 50 50 chance there he's listening. He usually texts in when we talk to Cassie Soto. So, no, yeah, no, he's, he's a brother and he's a fellow brother and we've accepted him into the family. Yep. This is one of the most unacceptable things I think I've heard from Adam Hill. <laughs> no cake for Adam. <laughs> this yeah. Is it. Yeah. This no, is no it. he's not getting any cake. Yeah. That's a, when we get our cake set up, it's definitely not no. going to Adam Hill. We are finally going to beat the United Adam- States. I'm going to make Adam get like a flan deal or something. <laughs> <laughs> The funny thing about that is that beating the United States is probably not going to mean anything because it was a group play tournament. They both have advanced, and they're already both in the quarterfinals. So the U.S. will probably beat Mexico again. They're on the other side of the bracket. Mexico's not going to get there, but it's fine. We're still going to win the Gold Cup. But were you a little bit upset? Yeah, of course. What are you talking about? Okay, then that's all that matters. Yeah, losing to Mexico at anything. Are you serious? (laughs) Especially women's soccer. We spend like 10 times more money than the second best country in the world at this. And somehow we lost to Mexico's not even second at it either. Brutal. Gross. Yep, yep, yep. Take yeah. that, Tyler. Take, I don't even need your cake. I've got victories over here. I mean, I will trade never losing to Mexico again in men's soccer for never beating the women's team ever again. <sighs> I know that. Yeah, because it's been... <laughs> Does Adam say we on the men also? Oh, if he does that, he's done. Does Do you think Adam says we when it comes to the men? You know, I don't know. He oh, hasn't got well, a never, chance He's to... never have an opportunity, opportunity to say we've won. That's so. right. it's, it's, it's been point. five it's years. Point. It's been a long time since we've able to say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I did need to give you an, an update as well. Um, so for anybody who doesn't listen to us talking to Cassie Soto every single time she's on, uh, Brandy, my wonderful fiance, she got a wedding dress from a company that was in Los Angeles uh that store closed and they did not tell her they have another location in seattle she had to get the seattle location to make her dress again she got her dress she finally tried it on uh she does have to get it altered she is actually flying to seattle to take her dress to this place so that they will alter it there are they doing it all for free yes oh okay good then fine so she does have to buy the flight just to do the flight but uh, she said she found a flight for 60 bucks She's going with her mom, so okay. I guess. I don't know if I believe her that it was 60 bucks, but she said she found one for 60 bucks. <laughs> okay. Was it Frontier? I don't know. She might not make it back. The door's flying off that airplane <laughs> for sure. Not going to be a door to start. Uh, but, yeah, so she has to fly to a different city to get her dress altered, and then they said they will have it back in time before our wedding. Oh, man. Oh, I'm geez. super glad to hear it. Poor yeah. Brandy. Yeah. So, what a nightmare. And you, one. did you find did you find tuxes that you don't have to return two days after the wedding? So, we ended up just having our groomsmen buy tuxes, or not even tuxes, they're just suits. Suits. Because uh-huh. like, we, 
we the couple places we looked like it was going to be like i don't know 150 200 to rent the the suits but then the problem is they all have to be returned like 48 hours after right, the event right, right. and we're going to be in a different right. country and most people are staying so they weren't going to be able to return them until like two weeks and it was like well it's 50 dollars a day <laughs> okay that's a lot more money for them to just hold on to these things so we just found suits they could buy for uh less than 200 bucks okay i'm so. still very upset you're not getting married in a kilt i don't want to wear a kilt i feel like you should embrace the entire culture of scotland eh, i'll go to the uh, how pale are your legs oh pretty pale oh yeah pretty pale i mean Below the knee, not too bad, and the kilts go down to the <laughs> knee, so... Yeah, so you're good. You'd be solid. Yeah, you wouldn't notice how pale they were. They're long kilts. They're not short kilts. Plus, so. you got knee-high socks anyways. Yeah, I, yeah, you do have yeah, high socks. Yeah, it's true. Socks. You do have high socks. Yeah, there's very little skin oh, yeah. actually being yeah. seen. Yeah, it's just the gloriness that is a kilt. I'm just going to go to the bagpiping museum instead. There you go. And uh, watch some kids They have a whole bagpipes. museum? It's Scotland. Of course they do. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I think I can take lessons. I, I think I told you there's going to be a bagpiper at my wedding, right? I was going to I was confirm yeah, yeah going to confirm that. Is there a bagpiper happening? Yeah, he pipes in the guests and I think me. And uh then there's a real song for the bride, but yeah, we have a bagpiper. Have you Does uh, she have that song picked out? Uh sh- that's a good question. She was da- she had two in mind. I don't know if she actually picked one or not yet. Mm. I'll have to ask her. We haven't had to give anybody any information on that yet, so we're fine. Have you told your brother-in-law that he's got to catch the bird? Uh, we've made jokes oh, about it already. Yeah. He's still horrified by, about that. So it's not set in stone that it's got to land on his arm? I mean, it probably won't. It's probably going to uh, land on my arm, hopefully, at the end of the day, but we'll see. That would be way cooler because the owl would bring you the reins, yeah. right? Did, did I when I told Did I tell you that part of like our schedule is the guy with the owl – I'm sure he's got a more official name than that. But the guy with the, the handler, owl, the owl handler, shows up according to our schedule ten minutes before the ceremony to go over what happens with the owl. Oh, he's gonna be late, <laughs> or the oh, ceremony's yeah. late. Yeah. I'm oh. Like, we only need ten minutes for me to catch an owl. I haven't done this before, so I don't know what we're doing here. You just hold out your hand. I, I guess. I bet you just hold out your hand. The owl just lands on your hand. Probably. It's yeah. also gonna. Yeah, be but w- don't you have to like you have to hold something so the owl knows to go to you and not like some random person in the crowd. I mean, I'm assuming it's just a glove. Yeah, yeah it's something that the owl goes yeah. right to. You're gonna be wearing a yeah. tux and a glove. If he's coming yeah. ten minutes before, it's probably pretty easy. Hopefully. Yeah. Peta will be there. We can pay more for the owl to be there longer. I don't know why we would do that, but why that's an option. And then, oh, yeah, the, and then the, greet. the owl People comes in and lands him. on you. Yeah. And then he comes and takes the owl? I I don't know what happens, Ed. I haven't done the 10-minute practice yet. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is phenomenal. That's a good question. What happens to the owl after the he owl? delivers the rings? Yeah. I don't actually know. Just maybe oh, yeah. maybe he just stays. Maybe he just stays on your arm? Maybe I, I get him to move up to my shoulder, and he just sits there for a, a like few a minutes. Like a parrot. Yeah. Like a parrot, and he just mimics you, whatever you say. I'd be down for that. Just hope there's no traffic. I'll actually... Traffic? Well, if he's showing up 10 minutes before the wedding... Oh, we're get, it's the castle's in the middle of nowhere. There's not going to be traffic. None that mean, whatsoever. That means one-lane roads. I, I think it's more <laughs> worried about, is there a cow blocking the road exactly. that would prevent him from getting there? If it's one-lane roads, one cow can block both sides. Yeah, one of those Highland cows. So, All right, uh, Cassie, oh. always fun. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll have some cake for you in the future. Glad that we won. Yeah, we unbelievable. We, Adam we Hill. won. Un- Winners. Disgusting. <laughs> See you, Cassie. See you. Bye. So there's Cassie Soto. I am revolted by Adam Hill. I 
am shocked because when it comes to the World Cup, he's Mr. USA. Yeah. I don't know. He's weird. When it comes to the World Cup in a couple years, he's not allowed to root for the USA. We're going to kick him out. Of the country. Sure, if yeah. that's the extent you want to go. If Adam Hill thinks he's cheering for Mexico during the World Cup here, we're kicking him out of the country. He can go back to Mexico City. Yeah, they'll got, have some games there. there. Well, can... chances are he's going to go to a Mexico game in Mexico yeah. City. All right, fine. Leave him there. I might be as well. Okay, you. but you're oh, allowed really? to come back. Yeah. You can come back to us. Danny's marrying somebody with Mexican. Is she from Mexico? Uh, Her family's would, from Mexico. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's, but Danny's not going to – well, you might need to cheer for Mexico so you stay alive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't cheer we're, for the We're country. going to a Mexico game yeah, in Mexico City. I'd just wear a black shirt and just be very quiet during the game, even though I'd be like, oh, yeah, Columbia just beat him 7-2. I'd be pumped. <laughs> but you can't, can't let everybody there know. Can't let them know that you're there. But that's like that's fine. Adam Hill's just doing it to be contrarian. Oh, yeah, of that's, course. Uh, he's yes, just cheering yes, for like yes. Adam Hill, yes. like five years ago, I had a conversation where Adam Hill was like, oh, I like Liverpool, but they're getting too good, so I don't know if I can cheer for him anymore. <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I saw him every Sunday during football season. If he was there early, he was rooting for Liverpool Still hard. this year? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's still cheering for him. We'd be sitting there, and all of a sudden he's like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Oh, okay. I look up, and then they got like a corner kick. That's like, important. Right. That's a, corner kicks are good. You score goals off of corner kicks. Yeah. Sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Arsenal leads the league in goals off of corner kicks. They're good at it. They're going to win the league because of that. They got to catch Liverpool though. Unbelievable. Liverpool far ahead? No. Uh it's if I remember correctly Liverpool is 1 point ahead of Man City and 2 points ahead of Arsenal. Oh, okay. One uh, game. And 12 games left to play. Uh, oh, easy. Arsenal Arsenal plays at Man City, and Liverpool and Man City also play each other, but Liverpool and Arsenal are done, so it'll be fun, hopefully. The problem is, is Man City always goes on a run where they win 14 straight games, and no, and they just run away from everybody. Yeah. So if they do that again, well, there's only 12 left, but that'd be unfortunate. All right, we got tickets to give away to go to Nitro Cross, where Danny did a ride-along. 702-364-1100, that is the phone number if you want to go to Nitro Cross Championship Weekend at the Nitro Dome at Planet Hollywood on March 1st. Hey, that's today. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. Caller number 6 at 702-364-1100. You're going to win a pair of tickets to go to Nitro Cross at Planet Hollywood. Now, back to the Press Box on ESPN Las Vegas. I got a text message from my dad earlier in the show saying, my TV doesn't recognize my fire stick. FaceTime me when you get home or stop by. And oh. if you had a fire stick not working, could you fix it? Um, fire stick not working. Or are you sending that exact text to one of your kids? Well, one's in Texas and one's in California, so they're not uh, – I guess I could FaceTime them. They're going to yeah, FaceTime you to I fix it? FaceTime them. Um, <laughs> Mm, that's a tough one. I'm trying to fix my Netflix right now. What's wrong with your Netflix? It's not letting me sign in, and I'm not going to sign up for a new one. It's not letting us get in. I think it's because the daughter st stole the password, and uh, she's not giving it to us. <laughs> she changed the password? I think, I think she might have changed it. <laughs> is it uh, is the account under your name or hers? Uh, well, I pay the bills, so I assume it's under me. <laughs> well, just uh, the reason why I ask is because uh, them cracking down on the password sharing. Right, right. Because, like, in my house, we have two different internet services, which means we have two different IP addresses, and it doesn't let us log into Netflix on one of our internets because it's basically assigned to the other internet. All right, so 
I don't care about Netflix anymore. <laughs> you have two? Yes. What's going on there? We have Verizon Internet and we have um, not Cox. What's the other one here in town? I don't know. I have Cox. The green Who one. Who else provides internet? Oh, the one with uh, the one from CenturyLink? Yeah, yeah CenturyLink. CenturyLink. So we have two of them. Why? Uh, so Does one work in one half of the house and the other one work no, in the they, other half? No, they both work. But So we had Verizon, and it's real cheap internet. It's like 30 bucks a month because we also have our phone plan through them. And uh, we wanted to switch because... Um, in one of, one of the areas of the house, for some reason, the internet was slower than the rest of the house. So we switched, but I kept Verizon for my office because I have three TVs up there and I stream on those so that it doesn't slow down the rest of the house or the rest of the house doesn't slow down my office. I just kept Verizon up there and then the rest of the house is on CenturyLink. That's confusing. I mean, I understand the logic. Two internet services, and I pay less than one for Cox. I was going to say, you might pay less than I do. Uh, Well, I know you pay less than I do. Total, it's $80. (laughs) Cox internet was like 100 when we had it. Man, Danny's got two internet internet providers over there. You have three TVs up in your office? Yes. I do too, Ed. You got to get with the times. Get the three TVs put up. We have three TVs and then one in every other room. We have three total. We only have four total, but three are in one room. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Ed. You got to get three TVs on the same wall. That's not happening. Why not? Yeah, you know the wife. Just think, you could have Netflix, (laughs) whatever show. You could have, you can watch uh, Stephen A. Smith as Brick on the big TV and have the Dodgers (laughs) on a small one. It's a lot easier to ignore this, it when there's runners on base when it's on the small TV. The sad part is that's probably how it would go. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Why wouldn't you do see that? I the big TV. Yeah, what did I watch? I watched some show a couple weekends ago and had it on the big TV with some sports on the bottom TV. It was great. Yeah, you could have or Golden Knights on one, UNLV on the other, and then whatever on the third. Yeah. Repeated brick. See? Come on, Ed. Let's go. Three TVs, Ed. Make it happen. It's 2024. Get with the times, just like the NFL.